Hey guys, welcome to episode 16 of CMD Towers Ooh. Brews and Bills. I'm Mr. Combo number five, and my fellow host once won a game of hide and seek against Norn the Wary. Big oh! Tuck. Yeah, Love it. like it. Pet, pet card. Hey, Mr. Combo, how are you, my man? I'm good. Uh, I was notified by Big Squee. I mean, uh, Squee yeah. McGee. Uh, Here he is. Pretty episode. episode Apparently, we're halfway through the path to 32. I know, it's crazy, yeah. right? Dude, what do we do at 32? Do we just quit? Yeah, I guess that's it. We just move on. We're now, <laughs> we, we don't even leave the episode. We actually shut down yeah, the podcast. Yeah, we like, could say this is our sweet 16 episode. Oh, or what's that thing? Uh, my sweet, Kins my super Sarita? sweet 16. We need to do one of those. No, that's a 15. That's 15? Okay. Yeah. Damn it. We even younger. <laughs> yeah. But we're getting off yeah, track. Let's go right. Right along. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. And this was only able to happen by our awesome producer, Squee McGee, and his production company, Rich Chaos Records, here in KC. What up, Squee? Oh, Squee. man, I'm excited for it. This is a, this is a good one, I yeah. think, today. Yeah, yeah. I'm, feel, I'm feeling it. You know it. what? I'm feeling... <coughs> oh, God. <laughs> He's really feeling it. <laughs> I'm really feeling it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I had a little tickle. Is it, oh, it. Was it from the oh, iced tea, or was it from the uh, oh, no, churro? No, it was definitely the spice. Ugh. We're on fire today, boys. <laughs> All right. And of course, big shout out to the music provided in every episode by Pink Royal. And of course, hey guys, stay tuned till the end to get details on your very last chance to win a Sir Gwyn Brawl tuned or turned oh, yeah, right. EDH deck in this month's contest. So Bruce and Bills is our deck tech series. It's all about the decks Big Tuck and I have and our Path to 32. Each podcast, we're going to talk about one of those Paths to 32, but in a cool manner of brewing beers. So we really broke it down into four categories. The first one is called Ramp. And setting up your board state, we relate that to the grain bill. Yes, and grains are the foundation of of a beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in about a 60 to 40 ratio. They help with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Decks always need a way to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. And then the next one's going to be, how does your board interact to the left, right, and in front? Basically, the rest of the table, we're calling that the hop profile. And hops give its beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our harp choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. Third to the end, we have, you know, how do you actually win a game? How does your deck close it out? That's called yeast. Yes, and yeast are actual living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content and the carbonation without the yeast you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of ultimately winning the game. And then the final recipe in brewing this deck, we have shenanigans, pet cards, synergies in the deck that are just kind of fun. We're calling that the spice package. Yes, and spices are not in every single beer, but different spices and, and other additives help separate one of these stock beers from a more specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout or the addition of hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that really makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And they kind of seal the deal at the end of the podcast. We're going to cap it off with, yes, redundancy, the mm. bottle capping, which is Big Tux and I's recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under $50, and a personal recommendation that has no budget. The only restriction we're going to have is if it's a land, it has to be a utility land. land. Yes, so it, can, it can produce mana. But it, it has, has to do, to do something, something else. else. Anything else. <laughs> Anything. Yes. And not just produce goods yeah, of yeah, mana. Yeah, exactly. More mana. <laughs> we're, we're getting more flexible. Eventually, in like six months, we're going to be like, ah, we don't give yeah, a shit. It's just, just whatever. It's, it's just like Make plateau, a card. plateau uh, bayou, <laughs> tropical island, every single one of them. Uh, so, guys, hey, without further ado, let's get brewing. Yeah. Today, we're talking about Gruel Smash Face. Yes. And no, not the Incredible Hulk, but Ruick that you want to pay six life for that? 
this is my red green yes. deck that really isn't creature tribal like everyone else builds. So what's funny with that too is that uh, I think that you might have built this differently because on tapped out, it shows you what the original name was in the URL. So the original name for this deck was Creatures Only No yep. Fun For You. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, uh, evidently this has gone through a couple changes over the years. Yeah, so I actually never had a physical version of that deck. Oh. I just built it on tap <clears throat> down thinking yeah. that. And then I was like, wait, I could do it different from that everyone sure. else and make it funnier. So well, this you, is this is my red green, uh, just kind of almost like a stacks deck. Yeah, but it punishes me too. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing. Mister Combo and I have talked a lot about how there's certain color combinations that are kind of basic, right? Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of ro- wiggle room for them if yep. you're trying to do something unique, right? So you can always do just like a green red stompy deck. In green, if you're trying to break the color pie, there's pretty much like two ways to do it. One of them is more like Spellslinger yep. with like a wart, which is how mine is. And then there's usually the complete opposite end of that, which is like Creatures Only, Ruikar, sure. Primal Surge, yep. that sort of thing. And I thought that I thought you did, when I looked through this, because I'd only seen you play this once or twice, and it just played just like a normal Thar deck. Fair. Which is totally fine, right? It's yeah. no, it like, that's just how it goes. You know, you, build, you try to build a card into it. But I looked around and like, you had like a really interesting mix of like big dick swinging creatures yep. and like some interesting spells and like a good ramp package. So I feel like this is we've we've talked before about how some decks really struggle if you can't get your commander out and sure. to stay. And it seems like you built in like a lot of redundancy and a lot of ways where you can kind of move the deck forward, even if Rukthar dies. Cause I mean He's cost a lot of man out the gates, yeah. and just and that just keeps and let's showing just up say, and up. People don't like. Yes, him. exactly, <laughs> totally. Uh, but yeah, so just like Big Tech just kind of said, there's really kind of just two ways you do this: you either build Wart or you build Smashy Face yes, with correct. every other yeah. Gruel Commander. And I wanted to find a way to kind of do it a little bit in the middle. Um, and so this is kind of the way I did yeah. it. So um, why don't you read off uh, what Rook Thar does for the three people out there that haven't seen him before? Because <laughs> he is out in the wild. <laughs> for you trace people, yeah. it's Rook Thar the Unbound. Legendary creature, Ogre Warrior, 6-6. Six, six. It's four colorless Gruel, which we just said is red and green. He has Vigilance Reach. He has to attack each combat if able. So you're like, well, six mana for Vigilance Reach, 6-6, six, six, has to attack each combat right. if able. That doesn't sound great. Well, it's the last bit of text that makes him so yes. hated. Whenever a player casts a non-creature spell, Rurik Thar deals six damage to that player. So before we go further, the one thing to clarify is that does not count as command damage. Correct. Command damage only counts off of combat, combat. damage. And so, it does include you. And it does, it does include, include me. the owner of So if I cast Ruik Thar and he's out, and then I said cast uh, I don't, Heroic Intervention yeah, sure. to save my board, uh, I'm going to take You're six to the face. Yes, and, totally. and there have been games where I've played fast and loose with that, yes. which uh, that should almost be the secondary name <laughs> for this deck. <laughs> fast, fast and, and loose. loose. You're a loose cannon. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a rogue cop with a devil may care attitude, Ruik. So one thing that is funny, because like Big Text, I don't play it a ton, but when I do play it, I feel like it plays fairly consistent. Mm-hmm. But the average CMC is 4.1. I was say, is that a new record for you? Yeah, it's got to be, so. right? Like, that's like, high. I think the highest was like 3.6, Yeah, 3. like you 7. get me shit if it's like a 3.2. I know. I know. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, I think this like, real high. But I think it's a, like, I think... If you have access to green, that just opens up so much potential for getting ramp, getting like so much. You, there's so many utility cards out there, whether it's creatures or rampant growths. Sure. Like you, if you ran like a four uh, Orzov deck that had a four one curve, oh. you're scrambling. Yeah, yeah it's brutal, right? <laughs> but here, like, 
I think that there's so many different things that generate mana. There's so many different efficient ways to do it from like beginning all the way to the end sure. game. Um, I It's probably one of the decks that's okay. And again, there is a fair amount of not Inferno Titan level, but there's a fair amount of like pretty big, beefy Battlecruiser yeah. stuff in here. And if you look at the dispersion, it's pretty high on like, it's almost, yeah, it's like really high on four, pretty high on five and, and trickles off there too. So yeah, so like the, I kind of did a little bit of research into this. So the one thing for the deck is out of the 99, the, obviously this does include land. So I guess there's 37 lands. Yeah. So that's what, 62? 62 cards. Yeah. So out of 62 cards, only 11 are above five mana. Hmm. So okay. you know, I, th- I think it's just those 11 are, are so, so big, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that it just really offsets that curve. And like you said, there's there are a bunch of fives, so that'll take it a little bit mm-hmm. above the four. But the one thing I look at this deck, and you know, we had Jason on uh, a few episodes ago, uh, EDH Rec, the Godfather, the 75% meta. And I feel like this is a very 75% mm-hmm. deck. It's something that you could sit down at any table outside of CEDH, people are going to be able to have fun. Yeah. You're going to be able to be competitive and be able to play your spells accordingly to the board mm-hmm. to where everyone's going to be able to have a good time. Yeah. Now, they're going to be taking six to the face. Yeah. Just and like and I brutal. am. But it's like if you sit down with a deck, like if I play, for example, Prosh against this, I'd be like, works for me, man. Like, yeah. I'm going to get out the four spells I need in the beginning of the game, sure. and then I'm just casting creatures from exactly. here on out. So. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely a casual deck that can be competitive, because actually, at Magic Fest KC back in August, uh, when I would sit down in some of the, the pods, I'm like, hey, guys, what are we playing? And they're like, oh, I want to play competitive. I was like, all right, well, I'll play Ruik Thor, yeah. and I actually won every single one of those games. Nice. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, and then, so <laughs> the beer that I brought today, I only brought one of them, because I'm exhausted, and I knew if I drank a bunch. Uh, it'd be bad news. So this is actually called Goodnight from um, Oscar Blues, our, our pals out in Colorado. So if you knew them, if you knew the man behind this tribute, this dry hopped ale needs no explanation. If you didn't, we're sorry. Seems about bored. So the trick here is this is an Imperial Red IPA. It's one of the few I've only ever had before. Kicker is it's an 8.7 percenter. So I'm All guessing right. this is not going to be a good one for you, right. but I figured I'll let you try it at least. Ah, too yeah. sweet. Too it's, sweet. It's, it's it punches you in the face pretty good. So that's oh, why. Oh come I on, give me, give me get my too sweet joke. I got it. We've we're so 16, 21, episode oh, sixteen. Oh, classic. Yeah, uh, bring it around. Love All right, it. but guys. anyways, yeah, I'm I'm only gonna have one of these and switch off. So cool. Well, without further ado, let's get into this deck. Uh, We're going to start off with the ramp and the grain bill. I'm going to kick this off with one of my favorite new cards that when I built this deck, it actually taught me about it. We're talking Treasonous Ogre. Oh, yeah, this is on the list, too. (laughs) Oh, you got it on yours? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Off to a good start. Treasonous Ogre is a fantastic card, guys. Honestly, I think it goes in any, just about any deck that has red that you want to play fast and loose with Mm. that life total. So it is a Creature Ogre Shaman 2-3, costs three colorless and a red. It has a Dethrone, uh, which was, I think this was even in your Marchesa deck. Yep. Uh, I I think we even talked about it, I don't know if we did, actually. I think it was one of the ones that that kind of slipped under the radar on Mm. it. But I don't don't remember. So So the Dethrone mechanic is irrelevant but just so yeah. you know what it is whenever this creature attacks the player with the most life or tied for the most life it gets a 1-1 counter sure. I never whatever. attack with yeah, this whatever. here's what it does do pay 3 life add a red mana to your mana pool that's yeah, great it's insane because it's if, insane it's, ramp and, it, and it's amazing because usually how do you ramp artifacts right 
some enchantments will produce ramp for you. Right. Well, Rook Thor is going to smash you in the face for yeah, doing totally. that. And this isn't just a mana dork, like a, we're not going to talk about it, Elvish Mystic, yeah, sure. where you just tap what? it for a You one. don't have that on your list? <laughs> Where you just you, you get one out of it. It's yeah. like you know what? I'm willing to pay twelve life to get right. Four. And if you get him out, if you get him out early enough, then he can cast into your commander. You could pay. I mean, you could pay in six. You could effectively pay six life to cast your commander for no commander tax for the rest of the game. Yep. So as we talked about the higher curve of this deck, this is one of the cards that is a really utility. You in the early part of the game, you only, may only need it for one. Right. You may only need it. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna burn three like this turn, and then that's it. Right. But then later game, once you start getting closer to your closeout cards. Once you start figuring out what your strategy is, life totals don't matter. It's just a resource, right? You yep. can kind of burn yourself out just to make sure that you can get ahead of everyone else. And we'll get to a spice card later that makes this card even better. Oh, inter- so. interesting. Well, Big Tuck, Very what's your first grain? So I was. I think that you might have started building the deck around this first and then switched over. So this is a legendary card out of... Uh, uh, Ravnica uh, Legions? Guilds right. of Ravnica? All I don't right. know. But um, shout out to Aaron at my former place of work, too. This is one of his decks, too. We're talking Nikio the Old Ways. Oh, okay. AKA uh, Happy Birthday Gruel. So <laughs> Nikia is a... A lot of Gruel players uh, needed a new fresh pair of pants, if you catch my drift, after they saw this one printed. So three colorless, uh, red-green for a 5-5 five, five legendary creature, Centaur Druid. On curve, pretty good. You can't cast on creature spells. Oops. <laughs> but whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana of any type that that land produced. What? It's crazy. And so um, I've seen sometimes when people build Rurik Thar, if they get sick of playing him, they just swap out her and hmm. just play like crazy creature builds. So okay. my coworker Aaron kind of play, has that. a deck that's like that. That's just, that's like the more primal surge thing. So um, obviously this deck, this does a ton in this deck. Um, I've wondered though, have you seen it? And I don't know how many times you've cast this or played through this deck. Have you seen it where like you've had this in hand or on the battlefield and you're like, I'm going to attack this into somebody just praying that they can kill it so I can do something else. No, not really. Cause you know, the one thing I was surprised about is when I looked at the creature to everything else build, Yeah, I believe it was 39 creatures. Oh wow. 37 lands. But then we have eight, 16, 23 other you know non-creature right spells. yeah which is pretty so, which is pretty low yeah, yeah. you know it's like 66 percent creatures 33 percent right. non and out of those none i mean a bunch of them are mana rocks mm-hmm. and yeah which you don't, uh, which you don't you know, need which i won't need them at that yeah. point so I, I always look at it from a percentage standpoint the ones that i actually want there's maybe 10 percent of them in the deck so i feel like the double mana is and not being able to cast the non-creatures mm-hmm. that's a sacrifice i'm willing to make yeah yeah, yeah. but we may get to them later. We may talk about them. I have ways to sack creatures right. to other things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, it hasn't bit me yet. Yes, we'll okay. just put it that way. Yeah, but I, th- I think this card's really cool. Um, it, She really opens up a lot of doors. For those novice deck builders out there, if you're looking for something that's, like, cheap, super efficient, and can, like, win games by just smashing faces, she makes a really good commander on yep. her own. If you're in a pinch and you're just like, I'm sick of playing Rurik Thar, I'm going to try something else, she, like, kind of slots into that category pretty Yeah, well. well, and for five mana, getting double mana. Right. It's a very cheap, efficient way also to where it's like, I have budget lands. Mm-hmm. I need to stretch this as far as yeah, I go, exactly. but I want to make something I can play. Then Nikia is a really good one mm-hmm. to go with. Yeah, and, and you don't have to go the Primal Surge route. You could just build Creechy, Smashy, yeah, Facey. Yeah, totally. So. But yeah, that, so that's the one. I don't know if there's another deck that we have that we're going to be able to talk about her. And I just want to shed Fair. some light on it because I think she's a really cool card and, and definitely plays around the Gruel design space pretty well. But what, what was your next one? So my next one is one that 
would seem interesting that I would talk about. I just feel like a lot of people don't know about it. And I've been playing it a lot on Magic uh, Arena. Incubation Druid. I think this oh, is a card a lot yeah. of people need to know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not, like, usually when you think Mana Dork, it's Elvish Mystic, it's Green mm-hmm. Weaver Druid, it's this other stuff. So Incubation Druid, guys, costs one colorless and a green, Elf Druid, to zero two, and it has an ability... Tap, add one mana of any type of a land you control could produce. If Incubation Druid has a plus one, plus one counter on it, add three mana of that type. That's really good for a two mana dork. But you may be thinking, this is gruel. You're not really doing counter shenanigans. Right. Well, there are points in this deck where I've, oh, five mana. Don't really have anything to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, it has a secondary ability for three colorless green, green, adapt three. Mm-hmm. If this creature had no plus one, plus one counters on it, add three plus one plus one counters on it. So then it becomes a three five. That's a decent blocker. Yep. That's three mana of any color uh, of a land that you could produce. So it'll most likely be red and uh, yeah. red and green. I think this is a very underrated card. It's only $2 and 70 cents. Yeah. And it's going to go down this. Well, with Pioneer, once road, I'm not sure, but once oh, it's out, yeah. once it's out, this is a big player in standard right Absolutely. now. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like, Again, Forrest Day Two Wong is going to probably roast me on this in the comments, but <laughs> I think this is a pretty big player in the standard meta because it's a really good utility. Right, you, it's a mana dump later. Um, the thing to note, though, that I think maybe some people don't notice either is that it's both an elf, which is great, mm-hmm. right? So it, she, he, I it? can't tell with my glasses. I'm not wearing my glasses again. We'll go they. Yeah, they, because there's multiple copies of them in existence. They go great in elf ball decks, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, just because they have those, but then they're also. One of the few druids, which if you want to build mono green druids, yeah. this is probably really good in there. And I think it's like, again, a good utility creature. It's a mana sink later. Um, it's an O2, so you, people aren't going to be swinging in with their 1-1 vampires into you because they know they're not going to get through. But yeah, um, mono green, two color, three color, this is a really good pickup. Totally agree. Um, I, I, I just think it's one that... I really don't ever see played in Commander, yeah. to be honest. And it's pretty. It's fairly new, um, to be honest. Uh, but it's like a year old. One thing that's going to be big half? though is this was a pre. This did come in the Brawl precon for oh, the troll main or something like that. Okay, so you, we'll probably start seeing this guy, gal, whatever, uh, <laughs> around a little bit more. All right. Well, what's your next one? So this is another one that I think is kind of a sleeper, and I don't know why people don't play this more. So we're talking Vizier of the Menagerie. Yeah. yeah! Okay. This card's. This card's sweet. Um, and it's also five bucks, which I think it's, I feel like it's kind of like gone back and forth. But anyways, yeah. um, three colors and a green for uh, Naga, Naga to work in a snake deck. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Got it. Call back. Uh, uh, Naga Cleric, three, four. Uh, you may look at the top card of your library. You may do this at any time. You may cast the top card of your library if it's a creature card. And then lastly, you may spend mana as, as if it was mana of any type to cast creature spells. So we've talked a lot before about how different colors have different kind of trade-offs. This is the green way of drawing cards. Yeah. Right? So we have there's like the Oracle of Mordias of the world, mm-hmm. um, the Cursor of Crucifixes. There's Garuk's Horde. Yeah, like a lot of like weird sort of card advantage, sort of not. Sure. Um, I think when most people look at this, they only see it as like, look at the top card of your deck. Mm-hmm. And like we talked we talked about before, if you're not running a bunch of creatures, you may think it's not that great. Sure. But what uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that this, the last ability is just static. Yeah. Like it's at any time it's out. It pretty much turns all your, all your lands into anything that you want for creature spells. Yep. And I was looking at this, I was like, why don't I have this in Saskia? Oh God. Yeah, it's really, it seems yeah. like really good. 
Um, what do you th- what do you think about this guy? So I really really like it. I yeah. actually think I like this kind of card better when it's you may look at the top card of your library. Oh, as opposed to reveal. As opposed to reveal. Yeah, because yeah. then you're not just giving your opponents free right. information. So like Groot, unless, unless, unless you flip it over, and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> or you're like, yeah, like oh. Uh, but you know that's why I think it's better than Groot Sword. Groot Sword is play with the top card of your library. Reveal. Oracle Moldiah, same thing. Yeah. Play with the top oh, okay. Card of your library yeah, 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 yeah. Those cards are great, but this is better because. From a creature perspective, when you compare it to Garruk's Horde, it is a weaker creature than Garruk's Horde, but still get the spend mana of any type. You can play yep. it if it's a creature, but you don't have to show your opponents. And yeah. you don't have to do it if it's a creature. Yeah. That's be strategic. If you look at it and it's a mana dork, you'd be like, huh, put it down. It's a bluff. Right. They yeah, don't need exactly. to know what it is. They're like, oh, I could cast this. Yeah. And also, I, the one thing that I've, the one thing that, um, I don't like about Garruk's Horde, and this thing's better. Garruk's Horde is seven mana for a 7-7 seven, seven Trampler, which is good. Sure. But like, I don't care about that. Like, I'm yeah. not playing Garruk's Horde to, for a 7-7 seven, Trampler. You're seven playing it for top card advantage. Yeah, exactly. So this one, you get, you like you said, you get the secrecy of it. And again, just being able to have mm-hmm. that ability to use your mana as much as you want. Like, I think, especially if you're running, like, maybe a more budget land base. Sure. That's really, that's really going to matter. So this yeah. is... I, I think these kind of cards, also like Bolus of Citadel, let's look at the top card of your library. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people forget Magic is like a nerdy fantasy game mixed with poker. Yeah, especially it's all especially about commander, like especially, especially commander. Politicking yeah. is so yeah. huge. So having a card like this where you don't have to reveal it, put your hand over, you look at it, you could perk up your eyebrows, yeah. and it could literally be a cultivate, and they're gonna be like, oh god. And then someone playing Ashok's like suck it, or he's playing like uh, a mill deck, yeah, and you're like sucks me you. <laughs> Because I fell right in my trap. There are people in our playgroup that you can just be like, ooh, and then they're like, ooh. So, yeah, I think it's a great card. Five bucks isn't budget for what it does, but I do think it goes in a lot of green decks. Not every deck. I'm not going to call it a staple, uh, but I would say if you have 32, 33 plus creatures. Oh, easy. I think if you have, especially if you're in multi, if you're in multiple colors and have more than 20, this is, I would say it's worth it. Yeah. I would almost, I wish it had Shapeshifter or, yeah, or some, yeah, because slivers. Yeah, slivers would be oh, really good. But man. I think like, like your, your Saskia's of the world, like Arcades, it's probably pretty good. Sure. Um, those kind of like really top end creature decks. I think this does a lot of work into. And again, four mana to get it out. It, it's kind of nuts. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the rampant grain bill. Now we're going to scooch on over to that. How do you deal with the board safe and hot profile? Big Tuck, kick it off. Okay. So this is, this was one of my favorite cards when it got spoiled. Uh, in the Amonkhet block, mostly because it's the premise of it is absolutely <laughs> fucking ridiculous. All right. Um, we're talking Prowling Septa- <laughs> Serpitar. Can, can you say it? Prowling Serpitar. Serpitar. Prowling Serpapia. Yeah, so this is what's so stupid, right? So this is a one green green four three, which is kind of great. Yeah, it's amazing. Cat snake. It's so stupid because... Like, if you look at the art of it, it's like a very long, thin tiger or leopard. And you're like, okay, yeah, I guess that's I guess that's a cat. I guess. Then you go and look at fucking Vizier the Menagerie, and he's got a hooded cobra head, and it's a naga. It's so stupid. <laughs> but for those playing, for those 17 people out there playing, well, actually, all those hundreds of people out there that got duped from the cat deck, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Um, and then your 19 people out there playing Simic Snakes, also very good. So anyways... <laughs> 4-3, it can't be countered, and creature spells you control can't be countered either. Really good. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, And there's another... So when I first looked at this, I was like, well, you're running a sort of elf package, so why didn't you put in Gaius Herald? But what I realized is that says there's other effects that are like that that are creature spells 
period yes. cannot be countered. Correct. Like there's a ley line that does that, I think. Yep. A bunch of different things. Whereas this is just completely a one-sided effect. Correct. Um, and for three mana, I'm okay paying the one or two extra. And again, this like goes back to your idea of you're trying to find cards that are creatures that have multiple effects, right? Because yep. like if ley line, if you don't get it in your opening hand, you're going to have to pay six for that. Yep. It's like, do you want to? <laughs> Uh, also, I really don't. Have we only... Okay, we've only talked about creatures so far, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that adds up. <laughs> and I'm just noticing my other two are creatures, creatures as well, yeah. Uh, don't worry, I will break that pie, but yeah, you know, uh, I like the card... Because with the way that Gruul has a reputation, and honestly, the the ways that you're going to win the game in this deck, outside of... Burning people out with Rurik. Well, yeah, and I was trying to think of physical cards that are not creatures to be countered. Maybe one. There's one card in here that we've talked about in the past. I'll end up talking about it later. That is a non-creature spell that could be countered. That, or actually, and I have a few. I have maybe three or four. Yeah, non-creatures that if they got countered, that would kind of suck. But all the other bombs are these big mm -hmm. beefy creatures. Yeah, totally. So this is a great way to get it down early. Because if you get it down early, no one's just going to use removal on it. And honestly, by the time it's turn five, six, seven, eight, nine, people are going to forget about it. Correct. And then it's like, God, Rook Thar's out there. Do I want to pay six to get rid of this thing so I can potentially counter yeah, exactly. something that they may or may not play? Right. Uh, so it's a good political card. The dollar fifty once and, again, not too expensive. And again, it's this soaks up zombie tokens, all those different yep. things. That a lot of time, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of effects that will give you tokens early game, right? That just kind of lead up to. Sure. Um, like Odrix, for a good example. There's a bunch of cards in that that generate like one ones. The, the that, only negative of having it attached to the body is you're susceptible to the, the board, board wipes. wipes. Yeah, but then um, people have to pay six for it anyways, right? So it's maybe like, it, yeah, if it's out there. Yeah. So, so anyways, I just cool. it's a cat snake. They're my two favorite animals, and I had to give it some credit where credits due because we're not talking about our fucking cat decks. So. <laughs> uh, so my first card is a card that most of you guys know about, but I think it needs to be spoken to when we're talking about a Ruik Thar deck because of that second line of text. We're gonna talk a little bit about Maze of Ith. Oh, so, okay. Maze of Fifth being a land, it says it does no other effects other than tap it, untap target attacking creature, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to and dealt by that creature this turn. Ruikthar only works when he's on the battlefield. Right. Big Tuck mentioned he costs six. six. So, he's not a cheap baby. Uh, because he is a big he, baby, though. He is a big baby. And because you're going to take six to the face every time you cast a non-creature spell, people want to get rid of him often and few. And so, one of the ways to do that is... When he has to attack, be like, okay, guys, I'm going to help beef up your thing. I'm going to take the six, but then you can combo block and kill it. Mm. Maze of Ith is one of the few ways that you can save Rurikthar if someone does try to do something. Sure. And you're not taking six damage because you're using an instant or sorcery. It's just attached right, yeah. to a land. It's a it's a good land no matter what. I know right. people say that is a EDH staple if you can afford it. To, that, strip mine, those sure, go yeah, in every yeah, single yeah. deck. But. It's it's not in here just because it's a good land. It right. actually is very prevalent well, and to like, Rurik Thar. And I think the point is like if you would use this like in a pinch to save yourself, but and that's like that'd be like worst case scenario, right? Where you're like ninety nine percent of the time it's, it's a savior just, commander. Yeah, it, yeah, totally. I agree. Um, and you don't have access to reconnaissance or any of those other like sort of effects that do this. So would you say that you really only based on that only run thirty six lands in this deck? Correct. Because you can't tap this guy. Correct. Good. Which is again we've talked about that before. Yep. It's a common mistake where people are like, Yeah, yep. I run thirty six lands. You're like, oh really? Like what are your favorite ones? Oh, Maze of Is, <laughs> Ghost Quarter, uh, Strip Mine. You're like, Not real you lands. understand those are like fake lands, right? Like or you know, Glacial Chasm, yeah, that's my favorite land. It's like, no, okay. All right. Yeah, good good job. But no, yeah, I think it, it is fun to see that in this deck. Yeah. And, and, and I've actually been able to do it several times, which is hilarious right, when yeah. it happens. So, all right, what's your second one? Um, so this is on the same line of Prowling Septitard. It does a very similar thing. 
Um, we're talking vexing shusher. Yeah, we okay. are. So I, I'm not sure if I love this in here. Oh um, man, I love okay, this so card. It's a, it's a goofy one. Um, oh, the Lorwyn block for you Verthos nerds out there. So <laughs> second off, suck it. Uh, <laughs> Especially for the guy that's going to be coming from the Vorthos yeah. podcast on here in like yeah. a couple weeks. You can suck <laughs> it too. Uh, listen up. So anyway, hybrid green red for two two goblin shaman. It can't be countered. Red target spell can't be countered by spells or abilities. Or green. Yeah, true. Yes. Yeah, also so it's hybrid. Gruel. Yeah. Basically, it's gruel gruel to cast or gruel to use its ability. Right. Yeah. So I think this but, is great. But it's just like my question is: I notice this. I in the current meta that we play in. Yeah. And for all you people that play on Sundays, you can also suck it because uh, <laughs> I won't be there on Sunday either. Probably. Jesus. I know it's a nightmare, but. I remember there was a time when we were playing where counter it was just all counter spells and you really had to play around that. The well, counter, the counter, the counter spell, the counter spell uh, winter. Uh. No, but my question is, I don't think it's as prevalent as it has been. Like, is that? Are you really that worried about stuff getting countered? Well, you haven't played with us in a hot yeah, minute. That's true. It's been like, uh, uh, yeah, they're they're yeah. starting to show up. Yeah, it's it, it, we really? got we got Forest Day yeah. Two Wong. Well, of course, we got, yeah. we got Duff. We got Joe. I did my part and got rid of Derevi. Okay. Oh wait, you did. Yeah, go on. Off, off the, off the map. How many times did you play that? Like three. Roughly. Wow. I hated every game. Oh, Me. Fair <laughs> so <laughs> someone plays with one of my decks. Oh sure. So yeah. Well, it's just look. It's two total yeah. mana to cast, and it's one mana target spell can't be countered. And I love that it's kind a, of effect. It's like a mana sink too, because when you're well, also because you don't have to like cast your spell whole priority do it on your spell you actually wait for them to cast the counter spell right and then, then you target it because sure. it's like heroic intervention where you give yourself hexproof you're basically giving your spell hexproof, hexproof yeah. and they wasted a counter for spell counters right for one mana but That's it's also real good but my so i get that but it's also eleven dollars i'm not saying buy it okay right like i like i get it but that's just like i'm not saying put it in every yeah. gruel deck but fair enough if you have if it if you have it lying around i think yeah and i think this is played in some other constructed format which oh, is why it's I'm so sure. expensive again i haven't played with the guys in a while so when but Ooh. yeah i know i miss you i miss you all i'm gonna be coming back with a vengeance on the thanksgiving day oh massacre. my god i'm so excited yeah, it's gonna be a blast we're coming for you yeah uh, yeah apparently you. this card spiked back in 2013 really yeah it used to only be four bucks well you might have some of these lying around in your in your binders to put to put into decks like you said having that ability to if you have mana left over you're yeah. like fuck it i'll just make every spell uncountable for the rest of the game yeah right? yeah why not so all right fair enough but yeah it's a little just a little rich for old, old and touch remember it just says target spell not just spell you control oh sure so you can make anyone's oh, yeah, spells yeah, yeah, yeah. so someone's about to resolve that board wipe or that cyclonic rift that kind of needs to yeah, happen you're like we need to we, yeah, someone's getting I'm away going Sure. to protect you yeah yeah so, okay all right yeah all right so my mm. last one because that was my second one is gonna be an interesting card for me to talk about but hear me out mm. decree of annihilation okay so eight colorless <laughs> I was gonna, red, I was gonna red. sit this one out <laughs> remove all artifacts creatures lands balls. graveyards <laughs> and hands from the game i will never use it for that oh mm. actually i have done that then conceded classic, that's even classic worse combo coward yeah. that's even worse oh you guys are gonna let me play final some more armageddon we all have fond memories of that one. Yeah. Uh, but I like it for the cycling ability, and here's why. So five colorless, red, red, draw a card, the most expensive cycling yeah, of exactly. all time. Uh, but when you cycle Decree of Annihilation, destroy all lands. I don't have any ways to make my lands indestructible. Mm -hmm. It's not some sort of rude Goldberg, uh -huh. I hurt everyone. Uh -huh. But the way I look at it is usually from a land board wipe, how do people recover? It's usually mana rocks. 
it's your different ramp type of package and spells. So I do this when I have Ruikthar out, out because then it's literally a you're going to have to play a land per turn right. or if you want to accelerate to get back into the game, you're going to have to take six every time. It doesn't touch their creatures, mm-hmm. so you can still swing and direct all your hate at me. That's fine. <laughs> but but it's a great way to, once again, utilize Ruikthar's ability to just smack face over and over and over uh, because you kind of have to or you might as well just quit. I so. hate this card. <laughs> I hate it in this deck. I hate the other decks you have it in. So I have missed you every day to see. I'm going to crash my arms and be real pity about it. Yeah, he kind of looks like a grumpy old man right now. Are you having a Brad Pitt party? Is that what you said? Oh, man, I wish. Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? The guy's like, chisel uh, no, out of I need to. It's okay. If they cut out the Uh-oh. feminists, turn this off. If they cut out the whole Sharon Tate parts, it'd be like an A+. plus. But anyway... This isn't Jesus. this isn't Quentin Tarantino masturbating in on his own movies for an hour and a half. <laughs> so I am. All right. Well, what's your last one? All right. So this is one that I'm surprised you've left in here because I like it. Uh, Giant Atophage. Five colorless green green for a 7-7 seven, seven trample. It's on the cutting block. Doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> when it deals combat damage to a player, put a token on the battlefield that's a copy of it. Yep. So I like like I, I like it. I like it too, and I like it a lot. And I've this has always been one of the cards for me. And it's a buck twenty five. It's a it's a mythic, but um, it's been one of those cards where like I like it a lot, and I've had it in a bunch of different decks. And it's just like it's, it's always the one that's it's the always fringe on, about it's to always, get cut. Because like there's it's again it's back to the point where it's like if you can get this in for one. If you can get one trigger off this, oh, it's over. Yeah, it's like it's. How it's, do you stop it? You can't board wipe. Yeah, well, yeah, board wipe. <laughs> fine, but like if you can get it in and give it haste, which you have several ways of doing in sure. this deck, right? And other ways to get it out. This thing just keeps building and building and building, right? Like one turns into two, two turns into four. I yeah. mean, so the decks, the turn after that, you're swinging for seven, for fourteen, then for what, twenty eight. Um, and again, like I like it. It's always been right on the edge of it. So I just have you ever been able to like cat. Oh have yeah, you, I've been you've been able, able to, to cast it, it right? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, right? It's great. It's just very it's, one-dimensional. Yeah. It doesn't really do what the deck wants to do. Well, and you like this deck doesn't care at all about copies, no, nope. right? Or tokens or tokens. Really. Yeah. correct. It doesn't necessarily care about the overwhelming forces. Yeah, right. It's, if you're gonna kill someone, it's gonna be a go tall, not go wide. Mm-hmm. And so I just think for seven mana, I need to lower the curve and get stuff that's a little bit more efficient and can sure. maybe do a little bit more but um, i still this is like so. this is my kind of card though because it's like big battle cruiser yeah you know like back in the day if you got this card down people like oh it's over you know and now it's warped into this bizarro combo nightmare landscape that we all live Callback in but, avatar of might uh yeah oh yeah i remember that deck mm-hmm. but anyway so yeah i just i I'm guessing this is going to be another card we'll probably never talk about. So I just want to get oh, it out there. We'll talk about it in the populate debate whenever we get around oh, to doing that. Oh, that's right. Because I have it. Oh, man. Oh, it, that's it, right. It wrecks yeah, in my gear. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. For so. sure. So anyways, I just want to bring it up because I like it. It's my, it's a big tuck kind of card. Yeah. It's admittedly a little clunky. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to ramp up the board state and hot profile. Now we're going to get over to how do you win the game in yeast? I'll start this one off with a card we've already talked about, but it's hilarious with Ruikthar, Grafted Exoskeleton. Oh, yeah. It's not on mine, but yeah, it's it's really good. (laughs) So if if you guys hadn't listened to the previous cast, it's four colorless artifact equipment, one of the few non-creatures that we've talked about. A grip creature gets plus two, plus two, and has infect. Mm. So whenever it deals damage of any kind to creatures, they go into the form of negative one, negative one counters. And whenever it's to a player, it's in the form of poison counters. Whenever Grafted Exoskeleton becomes unattached from a permanent, it, sacrifice that permanent you can equip it for two so it's the way work thar works you have ruik thar out cast grafted you're gonna take six, six. whatever 
equip it. Now anything anyone yeah, else yeah, does yeah, yeah. is taking six. Get some real, get some real close to the edge. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, it's basically like you better hope that one spell's gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Or else you're gonna be right on the cusp of death. <laughs> yeah, so be real it, sick it, in it's there. real funny. It's kind of like the whole Nekazar thing. I really yeah. like creatures that just incidentally do damage. Which, like oh, yeah. do it like a grafted exoskeleton, like Niv Mizzet Perune. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that could just kind of deal out damage whenever it feels like. I think grafted is a slam dunk in that deck. Well, and I. I also like it because it's like it is really clunky too. It's yes. like four to cast, two to equip. Yep. Like you're usually not going to get this down when you want it. But sure. again, like I think so. I I agree. I think this is a really good card in decks like this, like Vile Smasher, where oh, like yeah. some where like some of them, and like you said, Nekazar, those sort of things. Where Perforos is kind of weird because it's an Zergo Helm but- Hel- Smasher. Ooh, yeah, Helm Smasher, the sec fucking oh, buddy. I just like it because it will end the game faster. Yeah. Right? Um, it helps paint a target. So like a sure. lot of times, a lot of times you're kind of stuck, you get like kind of stuck in these like middle grounds. Where no one like, wants to do anything. Well, and, and you're just kind of like, he's kind of got something going on, but like I see you're doing something, like I'm trying to get what I'm trying to go here. And then something like this comes down in a deck like this where you know it's kind of like because this deck similar, all of a sudden all six eyes yeah, just kind of like, look at you. Yeah. Uh I think this deck is similar to the Nekazars, the Perforoses, the Vile Smashers, the ones that are, are pretty much me versus everyone else. Like, okay. you guys do whatever you want because yep. I'm going to be blasting you for six and you for six and you for six, right? Mm-hmm. You can only do that a handful of times. Sullivan realizes, like, wait, this guy's like, this guy's draining <laughs> all of us. Yeah, like, like 30 or 40 damage right. with this creature. Yeah, and like or like the Yuriko, right? Same thing. It's like, oh, yeah. you just did 20 damage in two turns to everyone, <laughs> right? So it's like, you need some way to get this game moving along, right? Correct. Some way to punish people for it. So I think it's a great inclusion in here. Um, I decided not talk about it because it's if we if we talk about this in every deck we're gonna be talking about it six more times. But hey, that's not like everyone listens to every episode. Yeah, very true. But I don't you think, know what's I, funny? I don't people listen to episodes. Period. What, what do I know? <laughs> when you talked about the URL, the no creatures yeah, fun yeah. for you. Literally, when I saw this card, when I think I was building it for my mono white vehicle tribal, uh-huh. I was like, wait a minute, Ruik Thar vehicle tribal. Oh, this crafted exoskeleton would be so good at Rook Thor, and they completely yeah. changed the direction the of the deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And you have no way to tutor for it. Um, and if you're if you're in the Kansas City area and looking to pick some up, <laughs> thanks again to Tice. Here Drink. we are. Yep. All right. Well, that wraps up my first like card. Six. Big Tuck, what's yours? Okay, so we talked about how Giant Atiphage is kind of like a big battlecruiser card that's always been kind of the cusp. I wanted to talk about one because I think we probably have seen this in, and we might have talked about it earlier. Have we talked about Thunderfoot Bailoth yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, but Not we've seen this, it. No. We've seen it in what four or five decks. So I run it in a lot of green. It's decks. so good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, it's so great. We talked about how Giant Atiphage is a seven-seven trampler that yep. has an ability, right? Thunderfoot Bailoth is a five-five trampler for six, four colorless, uh, green, green, a beast for all you people playing beast tribal. <laughs> Hi. Um, so five-five trampler, lieutenant. As long as you control your commander, it gets plus two, plus two, and other creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and have trample. And trample, which is nuts. It's just bizarre how like this game's evolved, right? Yeah. Where it's like giant Atiphage, that was like premier big stompy creature, sure. right? Seven mana for seven-seven trampler that, that duplicates cur- itself, yeah. like that's insane. Now it's like. Wait, six mana for a seven-seven trampler that turns everything else into tramplers. A with, yeah, yeah. So again, this is definitely one of the ones. If you're playing green, this is a EDH standard for oh, sure, yeah. right? Absolutely. Um, if you're running green, if you care about creatures, under I, three bucks, under three bucks. I literally think every deck that we've talked about that has green in it, sans Prosh, um, because that deck's a nightmare. <laughs> but anyway, like, um. This deck works really well into it. The only time is if you ca- if you're playing a deck where you don't care about your commander 
It's kind of like fair. whatever, but like this deck again, you care about having your commander sure. out, right? Like in your elf deck, your Mar- having Marin out helps a lot, right? Oh, absolutely. Those sort of things. But Safala deck that I have it in, mm-hmm. she's out turn two, yeah, and like immediately tutoring into this thing. It's a great blocker. It does effects even if without your commander out, a five five trampler is still nothing to nothing to breeze yep. at. It's just a really really solid card, especially compared to the other a lot of the other <laughs> lieutenant ones that pit, that come out are. Not quite as exciting. I like Loyal Unicorn. Loyal Unicorn's awesome. That yeah, one's that, great. Yeah, that card, that card gets Prevent no, all, like, that card gets no against you. Oh, man. Yeah, all creatures you control and everything gets Vigilance. Yeah, it's it's bonkers. Oh, but so anyways, good. this card's awesome. I, it's been hovering between, like, the $1 to $5 range. So at $2.30 seems like a pretty yeah. good price. So I just keep I, I almost up. look at this. Is It's not as good. So please don't roast us in the non-existent comment section because no one ever comments. <laughs> right. But it, it's like a cheaper budget version of a Crater Hoof yeah, yeah, or something totally. like yeah. that because, yes, you're not going to get the plus 10, plus 10 and just one shot kill someone. It's that gradual plus two, plus two. Um, and I, I think it's just a solid card. You yeah. know, this deck's not going to go wide, so it's not something that this card's like, oh, man, when that hits the battlefield, he's it's just going to win. Yeah. No, I'm just going to get an extra probably six damage in, right. maybe eight. Yeah. But then that adds up. Plus, Ruik Thar himself doesn't have trample because that would make him broken. Yes. Uh, but at least this now makes Ruik Thar into an 8-8, which vigilance, trample, and reach. That's pretty good. Right. So even if I have to swing it in, I'm like, well, there's the 1-1 one, one death touch, and I'm going to die. Right. At least I get 7 command in. And again, he has to attack every turn, yep. and that's only 3 swings away. Plus, if you add, on, gra- if you add on grafted with this, it's a game oh, over. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, my next one is a card that is surprisingly gone down in price. Uh, Stonehoof Chieftain. Oh, yeah, this is on my this list, too. Used yeah. to, I think it used to be like 20 bucks. Well, yeah, and this is my second one as well, so oh, we're, right. we're dialed in. Yeah, I think it's because this got a huge... The reason why, so while you're looking that up, um, Sonhoof Chieftain's uh, seven colorless and a green for an 8-8 Centaur Warrior, and that's why I think it's important. Trample, indestructible. When another creature you control attacks, it gains trample and indestructible turn to turn. So obviously it's got a bunch of utility, right? Yeah. And I think the reason why is if you look... I'd bet dollars to donuts it spiked when Battle Bond came out. That is correct. Because it's a warrior subtype. They're just oh. what, until battle, because Nylea is so good. Yeah. Like people were kind of scrambling and being like, wait, is warrior a thing? Is there cards that have warrior on it? What card is warrior on it? I got to get them all. I got to build my Nylea yeah, like, like went up to 20 bucks yeah. for like a month and then dropped down to basically hovered around 12. And now it's just been on a count, constant yeah. like downtick. Down this, this thing used to be five bucks. Really? When $6? it first got printed? Yeah, five. It just hovered at five, and then Battle Bond came out and it just skyrocketed. Right. And again, like that Thanks, makes Nylea. Yeah, right. Which I have one, and I've always been like, do I really want to build this? But anyway, um, I think the reason why is because like it is really good. Um, trample and destructible are obviously really important. When other creature attacks, again, it's like it's like your um Thunderfoot, where it's all yep. creatures you have, it makes everything good. Makes Rook Thor. Absolutely, Great. right? Gives him gets him in the red zone. I think the reason why people weren't scrambling after this is like eight mana is Anyway, you cut it is quite a bit. That's a lot of man, right? And this card is—it's really good, I mean, but it doesn't—it doesn't win. It. it doesn't win it on the spot, right? But well, and I guess there is that that thought process. If you're spending eight mana, you should be able to win the game, or, do, or have some some sure. game altering effect that no one can come back from. But we just talked about how for what was that seven mana for yeah, Dynatophage, yeah. seven seven trample that creates a copy, and we're both and we're both admitting it's really really good. One more mana, you get a trample indestructible eight eight that gives all your other creatures indestructible and trample. Yeah, yeah. I would argue that that's better than 
I'm making a copies. Guy. Oh, no, I can. I completely agree. Um, but I and I, you're right. But again, it's but that, like, that, that's it's just that, it's, it's that, that weird thing about how seven mana. That's okay, but one more. Yeah, one more. You gotta like, break whoa, the game. Watch out! Watch out! Um, I yeah, it's it's awesome. If you got it, play it. I don't see this. I've only seen this in a handful of decks. Um, you'll see it in a lot of Saskia decks because it came in that precon. Yeah, I was about to say because it was only printed the one, one time, time. Yeah, in the in the Saskia precon. So like that's where mine is and has been. I almost took it out to trade it when it was twenty bucks, but I was like. I can't be bothered with all that stuff, man. It's, it's too much work. But yeah, like I said, this deck you want to win with you want to win with Rukthar, right? Like yes. you want to win with burning people down. But it's gonna get to a point where people are wise to you, and eventually you need to get out some of these bigger creatures and just start swinging in for big chunks. Absolutely. Of so again, with Thunderfoot, Bailoth out this is a ten ten trample indestructible. I mean, pretty that's good. that's pretty hard. That's pretty hard to cut. Anyway, yeah. you think about it. All right. Well, since that was both our second ones, what's your last one? So there's a couple of these effects in here which I love. Um. <laughs> I think we're doing the same there's a one. Hand, there's a handful of them, but I think there's one that in this deck is probably the best. All right. Three, two, one. Dictate of the Twin, twin Gods. gods. Yeah! Oh, yes. Oh. Thanks. Thanks, Theros Block. <laughs> Thanks for all these great dictate effects, you assholes. <laughs> this is God, like, this card's so good. This is probably, this has got to be the second best one, right? So, what would you say the first one is? Uh, oh, Erebos. Oh, I thought you just meant of these double damage oh, effects. Oh, no, no, no. By far away, this one. Oh, the this is by far. Yeah. Yes, Erebos but, so, is like, If we go through it, right? So Red's got this one, solid. Furnace of Wrath for an extra mana for damage doubling. Uh, Erebos is really good. Great pack, right? With yep. Flash. The blue one is Howling Mine with Flash. It's a color, prop, That's a Krufix one. Oh, okay. That one's fine. Um, the green one is Mana Reflection, but for oh. everyone... Yeah, everyone's lit mana taps are double, and that's like, Err. and then the and the white one is your flash. Your creatures get plus two, plus two. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> thanks, that white. A, that was it, right? Exactly. Like thanks, wizards. You really figured that one out. <laughs> Couldn't give them vigilance or anything either, huh? For five mana, it's asinine. Yeah. So here, let's read what this card yes, does. Three colorless, red, red enchantment. Right. If, I'm gonna read the first part last because that's why it's such a big deal. If a source would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals double that damage to a, that permanent or player instead. Which so, does include you. That's does include me. Include the player. So Ruikthar, what does he do when he casts on creature spells? Six damage to the face. Okay, to anyone, right? Yeah. So great thing about this card is its first line of text because it has flash. flash. Yes. So someone's finally like, you know what? <clears throat> I'm down to eleven. I'm down to 12. I, ha I, have, I, have, I have to do I something. I have to do it. I they have to do something. It, and you're like, hey, with Rukthar's ability <laughs> on the stack, stack. I'm going to tap five and flash and dictate of the twin gods, and now Oop. you're dead. Oops. Yes, you take the six, yeah. but they're going to take 12. Yes, exactly. Golden. It goes on the stack first, right? Oh, yeah, yes. no, it's... It's hysterical. And also, for those playing the home game, if you have access to a computer, the artwork on it is totally metal. <laughs> oh, as good uh, it's, uh, Magoo would say, totally metal, bro. Yeah, to it's totally metal. It's, Who is that fighting? That's, is that like Mo Perforos? That's Mogus and Iroas fighting. They're oh, okay. The, don't you get it? Because Iroas has the body of a bull, and Mogus has the head of the bull. <laughs> Twin brothers. You figured it out, wizards! Thank you! You got there. Jesus. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's a dollar? Yeah, oh, and that's so and that's for the cheap. that's for the foil alternate art version, nonetheless, right? Which is so bizarre because uh Dictate Erebos, it's like fifteen But it's so much better. I agree I agree, it's right? So much like better. it's bonkers. But um this card's sweet. I have I have it in a bunch of shit too. The only caveat with this one, it's not this one's not as egregious as the other ones, but like when this comes down in this deck, you have to be very careful. Very careful. And very sure. <laughs> 
because one move will take out over 25% of your starting life yes, total. exactly. Which most likely, by the time this comes down and Rurik Thar's down, it's probably going to take out half your life yeah, total. Oh, easy, yeah. <laughs> so you're like, I, this is not something where you're like, yeah, I got five mana to burn, uh, end step, uh, hold priority, I don't dictate when gods take six. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, no, 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 no. This is, this is for a very special thing. So, no, I think it's great. Probably the best of the damage doublers, even though it's on the borderline the most expensive. But again, having the flash... Very key. Yep, absolutely. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up that yeast package. Now we're going to finish off this beer and deck with the spice package. What did you pick? I'm okay. very curious. So based on what you said earlier, I think we we're on the same line. Okay. So I think we should do the countdown. All right. And just, just trust me. Three, two, two one. one. Platinum, Platinum Emporium. And Angel. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you do Emporium too? No, I just slashed him. Oh. I took a buff. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that you were going to pick one or the other. So I was like, all right, I was going to wait. <laughs> it's like when you're like on a date, you're like, what's your favorite movie? Three, two, one, four, Return of the King. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, for those 13 year olds, or six. Eight-year-old girls out there listening. It's like in Frozen when you go, we finish each other's <laughs> sandwiches. I've seen wow. it. I've seen it. All right. I've seen it. Right. It's horrible. So I'll read Emporian, and okay. then you could read Angel. <laughs> sure. And, and the nice thing is that these do do different things. I, yes, exactly. And that's, so, why, that's why I was like, we can either yeah, go either way. Yeah. So Emporian, or Empyrean, Platinum Empyrean, eight colorless. So he's an expensive boy. He's also very large. And thick. And He's large. He's large. He's large. Uh, your life total can't change. For an 8-8, eight, eight, too. For an 8-8. Eight, eight. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ruik Thar, you cast this. It's a creature. So, oh, sorry, I didn't say that. Artifact creature golem. Thought oh, it was yeah. assumed. Oh, um, for your golem tribal. Yeah, for, for your golem, golem tribals, tribals out there. Uh, so, the great thing is that you get him down. You could do anything you want. Right. And you'll take all the damage, and you'll just be like Jackie Chan and Rush Hour 2, just deflecting oof, everything. Oof. Love oof. it. Do you think that's the best of the trilogy? Oh, absolutely. Oh, for, sure. Think, for sure. Hands down. Hands down. But they like throw Chris, Jeremy Piven in at the end, Chris, too. Chris Tucker doesn't have like a dead mustache. animal on you. <laughs> uh, 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 milk a skin, milk a skin. skin. I'm going to put a dead animal on you. Whoa. What size is the waist? But like, we're Chris going Tucker doesn't have his cool little like, <laughs> razor thing goatee i don't know that's okay nah. it's just because jackie it's all about two yeah, he's uh -huh. a machine it's all about for two. me and my partner yeah. oh and you guys make a beautiful couple god uh, jeremy piven ugh. classic so uh but anyways quick quick side note on jeremy piven so first off uh we see your hair plugs there jeremy and if, you don't, <laughs> if you don't believe me for you playing the home game look up heat doctor scene and you'll see how bald that motherfucker actually is and second off my friend wandalowski saw him on an airplane he was wasted and he's like Besides Nick Cage, who's also seen in real life, he was the ugliest person he's ever seen. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, dead serious. Dead serious. He said you could see his hair plugs like a mile away. Wow. Hey, Nick Cage is a national treasure. I agree. No, Zinger. I agree. No, I'm on board. <laughs> uh, what's Platinum Angel? So Platinum Angel costs one less. It's seven colorless for an artifact angel. Angel. Also, for all you angel yeah, tribal people. Angel people. Wait, you guys are actually relevant. This actually probably is one of the better ones. Um, seven, or I'm sorry, four four flyer. Uh, you can't lose the game, and opponents can't win the game. That's so a different nice. form of lockdown. Um, these both accomplish the same thing, right? The yep. only trick is that you can go into negatives, which I've said. Someone could be like, hey, I'll go to one to kill you. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I think I, pl I played a game um, with, I planned a manjo in my Orzov deck. I think I necroed for like 38. And I was like, I'm going to find an answer in here. And I was like. <laughs> Didn't find an answer. <laughs> and some guy's like, uh, I he literally did something to the tune of like, uh, whatever swords not even like path to exile and then something like lightning bolt game over or something it was, like, it was literally it was literally something like that that's so funny. i was one so the one thing i was going to ask is 
The only thing that's different is with the Empyrean, I thought I someone told me this where it's like you can't use pay life effects because your life Correct. doesn't change. Is that that's the yes. that's a, that's a caveat with it, right? But yes. in this deck in this deck it doesn't matter. Well, outside of if you guys remember back in the grain bill, the first card that I talked about, Treasonous Ogre. Oh, that's where that comes back. So if you have Treasonous Ogre and Platinum Empyrean out, you cannot pay life to get red mana because your life total can't, can't change. change. Right. But if you have Platinum Angel out, you, you can. Could, you could dip right. into that negative. To, and I've done that before just because ah. I needed to do something. But the trick is, if I remember correctly, you can only pay life that you have. Correct. But if it works out, you can go to zero. Correct. That's, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's the way it kind of works. So. so. Um, yeah, I think they're both really good, especially in this deck. I think Platinum Angel is kind of a, a pretty big workhorse. Five bucks, uh, Empyrean seven. So if you're playing, if you know that you're going to be playing one of these fast and loose Devil May Care, yeah, yeah, like you, it's good to have at least one of them in it, yes, right? So absolutely. maybe both. Now, which would you argue is better? I'm a I'm a Platinum Angel or a plat, yeah I'm a Platinum Angel guy because it also locks everyone else down. So this okay. this cuts off infinite combos, sure. right? This cuts off infinite turns to some extent, where sure. it's like. If they're not playing in removal and like their only way to win is some sort of like dealing damage to faces or like Platinum make you Emporium concede. Turns that off. True, but this one also blocks down Lab Maniac decks sure, that is and correct. that sort of stuff. It's splitting hairs between seven and eight. Yeah. And it's like a flyer, so it's whatever. Um, but I own several copies of Platinum Angels, cracked one in Conspiracy 2. I was fucking white hot when that set came out when I was cracking packs. <laughs> Unlike Modern Horizons. Yeah, so I'm, I'm an Angel guy personally, but again, it's just, I think it's kind of up to dealer. It's like, depending on what your flavor you want. Okay, and also, that's fair. Also, like I said, I think the artwork on Platinum Angels is really nice too. Awesome. Which we don't really talk about a lot in this, no, in this podcast. No, we really don't. Well, I mean, honestly, we don't, we don't have it in that many decks that we have talked about. I just mean the, art, I just mean the artwork. Uh -oh. I think it's because we'll like, a lot of. Squeeze Art Corner. Ooh, uh, like a lot of times, I just play these so often that you see the same cards. You're like, oh, I didn't even know it looked like that. You know, so, yeah, that's anyway. fair. But All right, that, guys. That's me. Well, that's gonna wrap up the spice package. Now we're gonna head over to the bottle capping. Which to remind you, these are gonna be the under five dollar, under fifty dollar, and personal recommendations that Big Tuck and I are gonna have. That it's gonna be cut a card and then add a card. Uh, the only restriction is that if it's a land, it has to be a utility land. So I'm gonna I'm gonna steal your thunder here. Okay, I want to go first. All right, first off. Decree of Annihilation, adios, because that card's fucking stupid. And I'm going to slot in a card that's really good in this one, uh, Torbran, Thane of Redfell, which you have talked about before. Oh, yeah. Oh, I okay. love that guy. So, I got a so, hard on for him. I know. You're, I know. It's, it's I can see it right on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Insert boing. Uh, so uh, Torbran is a dwarf noble. Not relevant. Colorless triple red, which is... In two in two colors, I think it's fine. Okay, right? Like I know it's kind of weird. Two four uh, dwarf noble. If a red source you control would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent component controls, it deals that much damage plus two instead. You're breaking the uh, parity, right? You're dealing more damage than you're taking with the rogue thar. Okay. So that kind of opens you up. Two damage will add up. I mean, you cast two spells, it's four damage a turn. Yeah. But what's funny is I cut decree of annihilation because I was like, cut this card because you don't want to make make your neheb deck with extra steps. So instead, I'm going to cut that with another card that goes exactly in your Neheb <laughs> Just keep it even. So you're making you're making Gruul Neheb, which, and he's even in this deck, too. So. Exactly. Anyway. Uh, no, I like him a lot. I mean, honestly, I think he goes in every red deck. Yeah, I mean, it's, hard, it's really hard to argue Like, with that. mono red, absolutely. I would say Gruul, absolutely. Whether you're doing Wart or Creature Smash or this weird hybrid, 
Either yeah. one. Two, if you can copy, especially with Wart, because you're copying your smells too much, like two damage each time, and you're copying Comet Storm five times, that, yeah. means, that means you can cast that spell two turns earlier and still win. Anything... Uh, Think of it. Is it deck that a lot is, of times yeah. they have ping? Yeah, they have ping effects. They have ping stuff that goes ne- good in that. Nekazar, it's a, it's pushing it a little bit because of the, tri- well, the triple, the triple red, red, but the effect itself. I yes, yes, slam no, dunk I, in I, that. I, I think his I overall effect goes in almost a, every a single. Of, yeah, I mean, heck, it would even almost be decent in my flashback deck because I have some a lot of my all a lot of things that deal damage in that deck are, are red. red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so and himself will deal four to something if you have to block. Yes, exactly. So yeah, he's actually the leader of I don't play it in real life, but my arena brawl deck. Oh it's really? just mono red. Oh, <laughs> oh burn just burn spells. Uh, no, it's actually a lot of creatures. I have the oh. seven dwarves, seven copies. No, do you really? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, no, it, it actually wrecks. I usually win by turn four. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Dude, it's so quick. So I like it. I take your take your Nehab deck, staple out, insert other Nehab staple. <laughs> all right. What was your first guy? So the first one I'm going to recommend is I talked about it or alluded to it earlier. I need to lower this mana curve. And this is a cute card. Sorry, sorry, out of phage. No, that's in the next cut. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> this is a gruel commander that people love omnath locus of rage he makes no sense in this i don't deck. yeah i so i i am usually of the mind where it's like you Why can put you? you can put this in any gruel deck and he always acts as a second commander i just can't i, I don't, don't i don't have ways other than oracle Moldiah, i have no ways to play multiple lands per turn and the three damage on this is it's like there's just no you, when you play Omnath, you want to make sure that you have piles of ramp spells, right? Which you have a fair sort of... But if I'm doing that, I don't want to have Rurik Thor out because I'm taking yeah, six, you, yeah, you every take six damage every time. Yeah, and to, and to that point, I mean, it's he's what? Seven to cast. Yeah, so he's three colorless, red, red, green, yep. green, five, five, legendary creature elemental. He has landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, put a five, five, red, green elemental creature token onto the battlefield. So that right there, if you just read that, you're like, that's bananas. Right. Why wouldn't you want to have that in this deck? And especially with his second ability, whenever he or another elemental you control dies, that uh, Omnath deals three damage, basically lightning bolts, target creature or player. The issue is that I'm I don't really have Oh, I I just, I see you getting it ready. I see you getting it ready. I'm getting uh, nothing ready. So, yeah, it, it just it needs to go. Uh it yeah. needs to lower my curve. For a card that you and I actually talked about precast and I actually have a foil one of these, Collector Ophi. So, oh. one colorless green creature Ophi 2/2 activated abilities <laughs> of artifacts can be activated. Uh, so this card is coming at $4.29. It's two mana compared to the seven mana card mm-hmm. that I'm cutting. So I'm dr- plummeting that CMC. And I did the the additions on here. I only have six artifacts in the deck. Oh, So the whole sure. activated abilities of artifacts can't be activated. Sure. what a, it's, a, it's like grafted exoskeletons, the only one that I can even remember. So there's grafted, soul ring, two gruel, um, mana rocks, and then I have Lightning Greaves, and then I think I have one other. But you can play around the. I think to your point, you can play around all those, right? Like I as don't soon as you need get green, those. as soon as you get oh, Greaves, and Swift Boots. Yeah, as so, soon as you get one of those attached, you're not going to move it from <laughs> from. But Rurik honestly, to something else. I would almost play this if I had it. If that was my turn two play, I would play it on turn yeah, two. True. 
And losing those six artifacts don't lose me the game. Correct. But Grafted but is other, just a fun way to win. Yeah. The the hexproof and the shroud that Swift Boot and Lightning Greaves gives me, it's cute. And I have three total mana rocks. Yeah. If I was really worried about mana, I'd have more than three mana rocks. Mm-hmm. But I have most of my mana dumped into creatures. In green, yeah, yeah. So I, I think cutting Omnath for that makes it more utility mm-hmm. plus... Like I said, I wanted this to kind of be an equal stacks deck for everyone. Mm-hmm. That's a card that does it, and I don't have a way to get around it. I, I agree, and especially, like, this deck is going to hurt a lot to, like, board. this is going to hurt a lot to, like, board wipe colors, Correct. to blue control, and, like, those are the, like, the, the decks that are the counter deck to this, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, really, really fast decks, are all colors that require... I need I, if I don't have mana rocks, then I'm six turns behind. Yep. Right? No, I, I like it. I like it a lot. So if you want a non-foil... You're more than welcome to have the one. Oh, I no, I have a foil. You bastard. Yeah, I think I pulled it in my blister packs. I told you, man, I went white you were, hot. You were white hot on uh, those. Like, on nine of them, but then, like, the five after I did, I I, sh- I, I bought... You should have stopped. Yeah. I, here's the deal, guys, is I ended up buying a Modern Horizons box. I think I bought two. Opened them. Tons of value. But then yep. I was like, you know what? I'm not buying another box. I'm just going to buy these blister packs. 10 or 15 blister packs you later. Spent, you spent enough money to get another, another box. blister box, and I would have got more cards. <laughs> So, learn from me. Play till you're hot, and then you walk away. It's the casino. Got to get out. Yeah, yeah. Got to get out. All right. So, that's going to wrap up our under $5. Now, we're going to go into our under 50, since uh, apparently there's a combo being broken. There's not, there's not going to be a combo broken at all. Uh, I see it. Combo breaker. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> all um, right. So, okay. So, I'm actually... This is a weird one. Because this is the first time, and potentially only time, I would say cut this card. Perforos? No. Oh. Oh, yeah, that probably could go. But, (laughs) (laughs) uh, no, I'm actually going to recommend cutting Solemn Simulacrum. Whoa. You don't need it in this deck because there's other ways to generate mana. You don't need this card in green. I'm convinced that if you have green in your deck. But it's also card draw. uh, Yeah, one. This I mean, I'm almost, as, I'm, I'm almost as uh, exasperated uh, as I probably feel like you and Jason felt when I said to cut Soul Ring. Oh, sure. Yeah, I <laughs> so know. What, it's, what like, card, it's like, apparently. hey, hey you, can't, you can't have enough of the copies of these cards lying around. <laughs> Everyone wants them, but you got to get rid of it. So here's, here's my reason why. It's like, this is a one-time effect, right, for four, which you can practically replicate for one in this deck. Where Solemn Simulacrum, in my opinion, really shines is decks that have no access to green. It's a premier ramp card in those colors, right? Especially like red, red, black, those sort of things. Okay. This, you don't really need the ramp. The card draw is sort of nice, but it doesn't do anything besides that for you, right? All right. Now, what I think the card that you want that will cut into this is Aggravated Assault. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, and yeah, and I saw, I could see the wheels, I could see the gears clicking in, right? So, Aggravated Assault, two colors and a red, which I thought it was way more expensive. Sure. I thought it was like six. It's an enchantment that has no static abilities. However, for three colorless and two red, untap all creatures you control. After this main phase, there's an additional combat phase followed by an additional main phase. Activate this only uh, only time you can cast a sorcery. Here's the issue. Rurikthar has to attack each combat of Fable. And if I was able to right. just sneak by through someone, because his damage counters are still going to sit on him, he could potentially die in that second combat, and I have to attack with him. That's fair. But you have enough other big battle cruiser stuff, and if you build it right, remember how we talked about how having a mana sink is mm-hmm. really important in this deck. So even if you do lose the Rurik Thar, you have let's say you have two other of your big creatures, right? With this on the battlefield, you will be able to kill somebody. 
It's a mana sink for your Nikia because it's not a creature, right? And again, late game, if you're just kind of stalled out and no one's casting spells, you're like, fine, we'll do this the old-fashioned way and it'll just kill you the way that Gruel, that Gruel meant for you. Yeah, I, it just worries me because I could see most likely Rurikthor dying on that second comeback. And then I just spent five mana to get that second combat, so I probably don't have enough mana to recast him. That That's the only thing that maybe, I'm or maybe, Or maybe you have no cards in hand and six giant creatures on the battlefield. Or look at this, like like we talked about. This plus Stonehoof Chieftain? Well, sure. I know, I know. A magical uh, fairy yeah. world where you have a turn one soul ring and a signet and an arcane signet following up, right? Uh, turn one soul ring. With- I, I do agree with you. You need a mana sink, which is why I think you'll like my under 50. Okay, okay. So, and I think you'll like this more than aggravated assault mm. because it fixes an area that the deck has a big issue with. Okay. So, uh, and this card is actually under $5 too, but cut giant out of age. Sure, it was good. We talked about it. Yeah, uh, for scavenging ooze, colorless and like, green. I do like scavenging ooze. Quite one a bit. green. Yeah. Oh, it's a two-two guys creature ooze. Uh, <laughs> one green exile target card from a graveyard. If it was a creature, put a plus one plus one counter on scavenging ooze, and you gain one life. Excuse. So I can tutor for it because I mm-hmm. have ways that we didn't talk about to discard cards or sacrifice things to go tutor up. And my personal recommendation will also help find this. So you can get it if you need it. it. It will be, granted, my only source of graveyard hate in the deck, but I do think having that one piece is helpful. It is a mana sink, like you said, if it's late game and I have nothing to spend it on, I just dump all my green mana and just start exiling out graveyards. Uh, yeah. That's great. Gaining, turns, d- gaining, gaining life. life. Yes, yeah, so, well, first he gets bigger, like we want battle cruisers, so it, it, I could right. see this realistically with Ruik Thar out because people don't want to take six, being a 14-14? Sure. Very yeah. easily. Uh, and I'm gaining life every time I exile out a creature, which I'm usually paying six life to cast the other good stuff. Right. So I think this would be better than Aggravated Assault because it's a better mana sink mm-hmm. that actually solves an issue. The issue in the deck isn't hitting people. I, I think it could be the combo-y stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just going to do this influence loop. Plus, I think there's probably ways to get around Thar's ability with graveyard shenanigans. Yeah, sure. Oh, well, I'm just going to dump this stuff off and just use the activated ability, ability to this creature. Whatever, yeah, bring it back. Plop it out. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and Ooze, again, I have a really hard time about commander players running Relic of Progenitus. Okay. Just because, like, I might run into a graveyard hate deck. Sure. You're, you're like, you're like, okay. Then <laughs> what if you're just playing a bunch of combo decks and you just have a dead card, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, Ooze, it's a 2-2 creature where it doesn't matter, right? But pe- creatures are going to die. Yep. It's going to eat them, yep. get bigger, and go from there. Is this, do you know, the last that got printed was Magic 14. Uh, Commander 16. No, I'm saying actual normal. Oh, Is oh this, okay. Because this card was like an, a standard all-star. Is this Pioneer legal? Did it go back that far? I don't think it did, right? Not 14. Ooh, I can't remember. I don't think oldest. it did because this came out before the Ravnica stuff, I think. But I would, so it, I just checked and I thought there was going to be a huge price spike because this card's really, I mean, really it went good. Up 70 cents. But like, not like, yeah. Yeah. So it's probably, if it was of, a pioneer staple, it, it would have gone, boom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Alex, Alex Gavin Jr. is a lot. It's weird because you can make the argument that this could be played in a lot more decks. You need decks to fuel this. Mm-hmm. And you always run into the possibility where you're like, I have nothing to target with this. And it's yeah. just a 2 2. Well, but I like it. I'm, but I, I like it. I th- yeah, I think there's always something to target. It's just, is it a valuable target? Right, yeah. Are you just targeting a land that's just like. But uh, that's but that, that's uh, in your. Like a myriad uh, landscape. Oh, I'm targeting a myriad landscape. Whoop de doo. But like in your. But see, 
in your Lord Windgrace deck, oh, this well, also would fuck you. Sure. Because the best part is with this Deathrite Shaman and the like, it's target. Target. So you don't even you just wait and you're like, are you sure you want to target that? Are you sure you want to reanimate yeah. that? Nope. Yeah, well, and I think it's one of those things. I think you're right. It doesn't just go in every deck because honestly, I would never put this in my Karametra deck. Correct. Because right. you want it in a deck where you're gonna have potentially a dead turn mm-hmm. where you have nothing to do. Yes. Like yeah, yeah, in yeah. my Praise Karametra Angels and Elves deck that we did on episode two, every turn I'm spending you're, all yeah, my mana. Dumping, I'm dumping, dumping it out right thing. In this particular deck, there are going to be turns where Rukthar's out. And and you happen to have this f- four instance in your yeah. hand. And, and it's like, just right. like, I don't want to take six for a Cultivate or a Kadama's yeah, Rage yeah, yeah. and this Gruel Clue Stone. Right. So I guess I'll just pass the turn and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Scavenging Ooze at least gives you a way to deal with that. Yeah. So. <coughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with it. I still like my Aggravated Assault, but... That's fine. What's yeah. your personal recommendation right. so we can break the combo? All right, All right so... Uh, you have this in here because you're just a degenerate, and just, uh, <laughs> I'm would, actually cutting part of the combo. I would say o- over, also. Over, overall bad person, uh, Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker, and it's Queen. This is only in here because it's part of a bullshit two card combo that you can run in literally anything that runs that runs red. Because you also have uh, your zealous conscripts in here, yep. so I'm not even gonna go into it because it's gonna make me so angry. <laughs> it, it has nothing to do with the theme of the deck, outside of the fact this is a weight. This is, they're both creatures, so you don't take Rurik Thor damage. Outside of that. It's just another two-card combo. It's actually a three-card combo with Perforos because you get all the ETBs yeah, but, and or, smash them But face. you don't even need that. You just make infinite copies of Zealous Conscripts. But the thing is, though, I've actually had times where I've made the infinite copies. And then someone has propaganda, and you're like, er. Uh, no, not even that. It was the Blind Obedience. Mm. They all entered taps, and I couldn't do anything. I think that was actually Denny Durrell, who uh, APB out for Diddy. Yeah, Haven't please. seen that guy in a hot Woo! minute. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> covered, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's it's in there for the three-card. Yeah, it's the cute. Two card. All right, you're, yeah, you're cute. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> you like combos. It's the worst. All right, so you talked about a stack stack, right? Okay. And I'm going to cut this for a card that is the premier red stacks card. We're talking Stranglehold. Look oh. it up and just go straight to TC. You might as well just open up another tab and go to TCG player. <laughs> so Stranglehold. I actually looked at maybe and okay. <laughs> what do you want? It's perfect for this deck. <laughs> Stranglehold. Three colorless and a red for an enchantment. And again, this is one of those cards where I think Wizards like, yeah, that we're going to break the color pie. And they're like, uh, whoops. So your opponents can't search libraries. Adios, black decks. Uh, if an opponent would begin an extra turn, that player skips that turn instead. What more do you want? It's perfect. Yeah, but once again, the, the theme of this deck is everyone is stacked. Ooh, okay. But we're talking about breaking theme. That's kind of breaking theme. It's giving me now one less creature and adding in an enchantment that's potential. I'm going to have to take six damage for trying to limit that a little bit. But it's a good card. I mean, I have it in my Nehab deck. What are you just doing? Taking my Nehab deck and putting it in here? Yeah. Uh, no, it's cute. I looked at this maybe for my recommendation as well. It's just because it's only search libraries and extra turns. I'm really the only person in your one deck that you have, your uh, Mizzet deck, are really the only ones that do the extra turn stuff. Yeah, And the search libraries, sure, if I got this out early, early enough, it's going to hurt like the Tatiova decks and all Mm. that kind of stuff, but... Realistically, I don't. I, th- I think it could just. T- but like, oh, th- I can't do this. Think, well, I guess I'll do this like, instead. Oh, I'm a, hey, I'm gonna go. Uh, okay, I'm fine. I'll take six to go get Torment Hellfire. Not anymore. I'll take six to go get Exsanguinate. Not anymore. I'll take six to go get whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this, is pretty much. Like shout out to Zhao. Drink. Uh, <laughs> who said the theories? Like if you had one card, if you could have a deck in your card that says this kills Euro the Mistrocker, would you run it? 
And you're like, ah, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But it actually is that new card that returns commanders to the hand, which oh. is which literally kills your roll, which is pretty cool. If Rurik's not on the board, it has really no way to interact with those other sorts of decks, right? Like, sure. someone's going to take six to uh, snuff out Rurikthar and then go and get their giant mana spell, right? Okay. Or they're going to take six and capsize Rurikthar and then go take 16 turns. Okay. So, like, this is just a, guarant- a guaranteed way that you can make sure that those decks are shut down, just like all the other decks that you're already shutting down, too. Okay, okay. So, I'm not sold, but I understand where you're coming from. This card is the reverse of that. It is a tutor. <sighs> uh, we're going to cut, of course, Perforos. Yeah. Yep. You know, it, it was one of those things to where if I cut Kiki Jiki, then I might as well cut Zealous Conscripts. Then you might as well cut Perforos. <laughs> yeah, I might as well cut Perforos. There you go. You, so, have, three, so, you have three free <laughs> slots. So at least if I just cut Perforos, which honestly, I never thought I would say I'd cut Perforos, but this deck just doesn't need it outside of those two cards. You just said, like, Perforos, you want to abuse tokens. Correct. And like we said, there's... One token creator that we've already talked about cutting? Uh, there's Avenger of Zendikar in here. Sure. But is there enough to so make is it, it so worthwhile? So there's three token creators <laughs> in it, and we're cutting two. Yes. Uh, so cut Perforos for Imperial Recruiter. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Human Advisor Creature, two colorless red. Mythic. Well, probably one of the few decent cards to come out of Masters 25. Yeah, that's... It's $38. Uh, when it so, enters the so battlefield, much. search your library for a creature card with power two or less, reveal it, put it into your hand, and shuffle your library. Here's why I want this. Early game, get a mana dork if I need to. Right. Late game, you know what kind of bomb I have in here? We're talking about Bane of Progress. Oh! Believe it or not, that's a Bane. two-power creature. Yeah! So, you go get this guy, and if you guys aren't familiar with Bane of Progress, four colorless green, green elemental, when it enters the battlefield, destroy all artifacts and enchantments, and then Bane gets a plus one, plus one for each permanent destroyed <laughs> this way. Well, and also- like, what do I say, Black Mountain? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not as serious as yours. <sighs> I'm afraid. afraid. <laughs> Uh, but no, I think I think it gives early game stuff. It gives late game stuff. Right. Uh, Bane, it, you go get you go get your Eternal Witness. You go get your Fauna Shaman. If yep. you look at your Hops uh, pet card of yours, I knew you had another deck's Manglehorn. Yep, are all targets for this, right? So yep. I, I'm not sure. It's hard because oh, you can go get your Vexing Shusher as well. There's a lot of cards is you there can enough, go get. But is there enough? Yeah, I suppose. You can I mean, always, but the, then you come to that argument. In a pinch, you can always go get um, well, birds the, or whatever, right? Well, here's the argument. How many cards do you have to be able to get to have a tutor in and there? And we've, we've talked about yeah. this a lot. Because, like, right now, this deck has... Uh, I have 18 targets yeah. with this card. And it's, like, a lot of little mana dorks. There's the the big game winners. I have stuff right. to where I can't be countered. Or- Oracle, Savala. Yeah. Tons of stuff. There, that is true. I think this is a really fair tutor. The card that you can get will never win you the game in this. That's fair. You will go get a card that will make it a lot easier for you to win the game. Sure. Which I think is great. Yeah, no, and, and, and you know, and it's. Well, I always struggle with the personal recommendation trying to find something expensive enough. Yeah, to right. like, oh, <laughs> I want to find the tabernacles that right, people right. haven't heard of. They're, but like, but forty, almost forty bucks for it's, a creature. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um. And once again, what am I doing? Cutting a five mana card. Perforos is five, right? Uh four. And here's what I'm doing. I'm cutting a four mana card for a three mana card. So in each of these recommendations, I am lowering that CMC. Hopefully getting to something closer to like a 3-9. <laughs> well, and again, if you want a Mr. Combo, you can get the original printing for $130. Maybe I will. <gasps> Audible gasp. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up Ruikthar. Want to pay six life for that? 
thanks for kind of staying with us and staying till the end. And as promised, here's some details about our giveaway. We're going to be giving away a Sir Gwyn Brawl deck turned EDH deck. And today is the last podcast that you're going to be able to share and do all the stuff with. Um, to, you know, and to enter, it's very simple. Since this is premiering on Black Friday, go to your local Whoa. LGS and help them out. Go there and you spend your evenings and afternoons and all that stuff there just playing help cards. Them help them out. Uh, it's super appreciative. It's kind of helping out small businesses. I, so. have, I had a rule whenever I played an LGS, whenever I went there, I'd spend 20 bucks on products. There you go. Every single time. Um, but you know what else you can also do? You can help promote the podcast and our website. You're going to get an entry for each one that you do with any interaction you do on social media. Honestly, I got kind of tired of saying like, share, repost. Smash that like button. Yeah. So just really interact with us on social media in every which way, shape, or form. You're going to get an entry for every single thing that you do. Uh, and we will announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News this coming Tuesday, which is December 2nd, and social media probably later that night or the next day soon after after and yes you know uh, i say this literally every podcast i know what you're thinking uh we're gonna be doing giveaways every single month it could be a sweet deck like this or it could be a sweet card we currently have a twitter poll out so basically by the time you hear this we will be calculating the tallies for december's giveaway which will either be a fun legal edh deck uh with a i guess i should say this with a fun legal commander with with an edh deck or we could be building a big tuck or a mr combo deck with our custom cards funny thing big tuck i think currently through two weeks you're slightly edging out what a normal deck <gasps> i'm losing horribly really no one wants to play planeswalker two days <laughs> uh, so i know we talked about this and whoever did the artwork on that fuck you uh do you think that has part of the reason because you don't have red hair even though it's supposed it's to not be red your, hair it's supposed to be I brains know, but it looks like you have red bangs like fucking schwarzenegger and kindergarten cop I'm not your father. No! <laughs> there we go. Wow. Yes. Uh, but yes. yeah, no, no. It, it, and the cool thing is that, you know, it's the decks will be worth something decent. We're not going to give you like a $25 budget deck. Uh, it's not going to be straight trash. It'll be something fairly competitive. We'll throw together our card pools and, and get it sent out. But that'll be the December giveaway. Hopefully, we'll be announcing that also on MTG Action 4 News on December 2nd as well. But you know what, guys? Uh, if you could leave us feedback on whatever podcast platform you listen on, that'd be appreciated. You know, the, the five-star reviews. Uh, I'm sure even one-star reviews help. But just kidding. Please give us five stars. Uh, <laughs> but leave comments. You know, that, actually, that actually helps people find the podcast. And we have seen whenever you guys really engage and kind of share and do the social media stuff and do the, the likes and the comments, that actually helps our listener base grow. You know, just in like... The last week, week and a half, we've had a lot of people interact with our Twitter accounts and our listener base grew by like 25%. So that's fantastic. And by 25%, I mean, we went from four to six. Love it. Ooh. Ooh. Just kidding. Uh, but, uh, you <laughs> we know, we would, we would, it'd be great. I, I believe that would be four to five. That's Shut up, Squee! <laughs> know your place! <laughs> Uh, so, but you know, it is helpful because then other people can find it and start listening. And that's extremely, uh, we, we really appreciate it. So if, if you'd like to contact us and also find out more ways to enter the contest, uh, or even find cool ways to get our new CMD tower stickers, uh, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Common number five on Twitter, all spelled out except for that five big tuck. Where can they hit you on the interwebs? You still can't. Where is that beautiful ginger out there? But I will say this. Around the end of the year, we're always talking about New Year's resolutions. Ooh. Perhaps. 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 Big Tuck on Twitter may be a real thing 2020. Oh, my. I, I really want oh your username to be at Big Tuck on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That'd be such a dad That'd thing. That'd be awesome. <laughs> 
Uh, so yes, yeah, yeah, if, if there's a gorgeous redhead out there, please help me. I'm so lonely. He did not say man or woman. Go either way. All right, moving on. Hashtag Big Tuck on Twitter. You can reach the main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. You can go to our website, cmdtower.com. You can interact with us, interact with us on Facebook at CMD Tower, Reddit, all the different ways. Type in CMD Tower, all one word. You will find us in some way, shape, or form. But you know what? If you want to engage our fantastic production team and and how Squee McGee's going to put all this stuff together for your own future projects, locally or remote, how would they do that, Squee? Oh, you can find me at richchaosrecords.com or on Facebook or Instagram at richchaosrecords, or you can communicate with me on Twitter at dearsquee. Awesome. They do music, podcasts, they have a full studio. So like I said, if you're local in the KC metro area, you could book a session with them. But if you're remote, if you're a, a aspiring podcaster, if you're anything audio related, you can always send the stuff over the interwebs in the series of tubes and he can edit the stuff remotely. Of course, that would be super appreciative. Uh, and you know what? We always say this. Thank you, Pink Royal, even though I heard you recently disbanded. Uh, Weep a, away. A uh, but you will forever live yes. in Bruising builds. Yes. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it.